Welcome to Above All, a podcast designed to encourage you with real testimonies of Christ's followers with truths from the Bible. My prayer is that each episode would spur you on to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, by hearing practical ways to live out your faith in whatever season you may be walking through. Hello and welcome back to Above All. I'm here with my bestie, Cameron (laughs) Thomas, and she's just going to get to share her experience with season of engagement and moving into marriage and kind of what that process looks like. And so, yeah, just praying that this episode is of encouragement to anyone that is evaluating for marriage, whether you're in engagement or dating, um, and just able to see a biblical um, perspective to wedding planning and preparing for that season of marriage. And so, Cameron, thank you so much for being yeah. here. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what stage of life you're in right now? Yes, yeah, so I am actually still at A&M. I mean, I are both seniors, both biomedical sciences majors. Um, and so plan is to graduate in May. Um, and then I just found out that I got into PT school. So in August of next year, I'll be starting at TWU. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I'm at now. I'm married. I'm an aunt to the two best nephews ever. Um, and yeah, my husband's name is Matt, <laughs> Matt Thomas. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for you. And mm-hmm. background, me and Cameron, we, we've been close friends for about four years now, but it wasn't mm-hmm. until senior year of high school that we, um, realized that we clicked and would be good friends and ended up living together in the dorms and then living together in our house Abby's now. the reason why I'm at a and why I am biomedical sciences. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so and funny enough, I knew Matt before I really mm-hmm. knew Cameron. And so really, I'm just a big fan of their relationship and have truly been alongside through this evaluation process, even though it was not a direct line obviously but oh almost direct Abby (laughs) saw a lot we shared a bed during the season of engagement which was fun yeah so I like to say that I was prepared to marry that (laughs) which is an understatement or the night before the wedding I was like tossing and turning in bed all night worried like making sure Cameron was sleeping well I was sound asleep (laughs) so I am just it's just so fun that now you're married and you're what 11 months into this? Yeah, almost a year. It'll be a year in January, January 9th. Crazy. Yeah, but Abby was my maid of honor, and now she... Yes, okay. (laughs) I'm engaged as of October, and so I'm also currently planning a wedding and preparing for marriage, and so Cameron really gets to give me all the inside scoop as to how to do this thing and how to actually have like Christ on the forefront of our minds and heart Mm -hmm. um, instead of just idolizing a certain day or all the details that you could easily fixate on. Um, But yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Cameron, could you walk us through how you and Matt, like when did y'all start dating and Mm -hmm. kind of what did that conversation look like of when y'all decided to get married? Yeah. So wouldn't say Matt and I like went through your standard route we started dating in high school we met junior year of high school and started dating like before going into senior year um and it's funny I always tell people like when we started dating I was like you are not gonna follow like me to college I'm not gonna follow you but again it's just sweet of the lord to see how we both did end up here and 
we ended up getting married. But it was when we walked into college freshman year, I think we were both really involved in the church, really involved in our um, separate Christian organizations. And I think we just started seeing people very fervently pursuing the Lord. Um, And also older people, like seniors, graduating soon, dating, engaged, and getting married. And I think we were just hit with a, oh my gosh, like this is four years ahead of us. And if we were to do the quote unquote normal of what people do at A&M, we'll be dating for a long time. Um, And so I think that is kind of when we just started thinking and even bringing up the idea of what does, what does dating mean? What is engagement? And like, why the heck would we get married? And so we both separately just started to seek counsel from older men and women who were married and had kids and were far out beyond our wisdom, um, beyond our wisdom. I think that's when it just first started happening. And then we didn't know what to do. I mean, like we were freshmen in college and we were like, how would this even work? And also um, my family, my dad specifically, he, I I wouldn't say against, but just wasn't for young marriage. My dad is um, like a doctor, very logistically driven. At what point did y'all decide like, okay, we're gonna get married? I think it was sophomore year and we had been praying again, separately for a long time, that the Lord would just open doors, that he would provide direction. Because at the end of the day, like, it wouldn't be wrong to wait. Like, that wasn't, our goal wasn't to, um, just to get married for the fun of it. It was like, what does the Lord want? What does the Lord desire? What is his Mm -hmm. word telling us about marriage? Um, and specifically for our situation, what does that mean? And I think we both just kind of got to the point where we felt convicted of, like, why would we be dating right now? If, like, marriage wasn't in the near future yeah um and so had been praying about that and then decided that the next step would be to talk to my dad um to see if he would even support us like in the decision to get married um and so that was I think Thanksgiving break of our sophomore year and um he like randomly out of the blue like sat me down um, I think we went out to breakfast and he like at the very end of breakfast was just basically said, Karen, like Matt, I love both of y'all. I think very highly of you guys. I know that you're mature and I like thought this out and just would want it, you to know that I would support you in whatever decision mm-hmm. you made. Um, and I trust you, um, which was just like crazy. Yeah. Like I remember him saying those words and I was just like, what in the world and almost kind of like a dream fever of like is this real and like what do I even do with this information now and so that was kind of the first green light of like okay doors are opening things are lining up now what and so then that's when like Matt and I had to like sit down um and actually talk about like okay what do we do um and so kind of went from there um don't remember like the exact steps um but yeah, big questions were family and finances, and the Lord just consistently provided um, ways for that to happen. And so yeah, kind of went from there. We actually got engaged June of the following summer. So like that Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of just happened really quick. 
I like we it was kind of just like okay this can happen what what is most glorifying to the Lord and it was kind of the point of like yes it just kept happening over and over again yes 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 everyone around us my my mom my sisters they were all in support of us his parents were on board um and even I remember Hughes uh, my mentor from high school I was talking about it with her and she was one of the people that made me like really question it and I was very thankful for her at first I was like do you not want me like to get married to Matt but I remember I think I talked about it with you um but was just very thankful for someone to be like, pause, like, think about this. Like, this is a big decision. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but other than that, like, everyone was just, like, very, very supportive mm-hmm. of us, pointing us to the word, pointing us to prayer, praying for us. Um, and, again, it was just door after door that kept opening. Yeah. What would you say for the Christ follower that's currently dating? What are, like, good, big questions to be considering as you're like evaluating for marriage. Yes, I think if you are dating, again, like going back to those questions that I said earlier of like, what is dating even for? Like, why am I dating this person? I think like we hear like a lot of like, oh, dating for marriage, dating with a purpose. Um, But what does that actually mean? Um, And then like logistically, like I think anyone who's in a place to be dating should be open to the idea of marriage. At least, like, I'm not saying, like, you should get married right now, <laughs> but that should be um, something you're logistically processing through. Um, and I was just talking to one of Abby and I's good friends of just, like, with dating, if you're dating someone and they out of the blue think, like, okay, I think the Lord is calling me to overseas missions for who knows how long, like, maybe years, like, that is something to consider in dating of like should we even be dating right now if you're about to leave um and so does that answer your question a little bit okay yeah i think those are the main things and then evaluating like character wise um a big thing is like just paralleling character in the word of like what the word says um to something that was really big for me is like okay this is going to be my husband but not only my husband but the father to my kids mm-hmm. and I think that too is a big um weighty thing yeah. to consider of just like okay like if the Lord has called um us to marriage and has called us to marriage with each other and then he blesses us with kids like that he is going to be the leader of our household and that is a big role that is a like weighty role um and not that, like, it's not a team. Like, it for sure 100% is a team between husband and wife. Um, but just imagining, like, is this the man that I want to lead the household? And, like, for my sons or daughters to, like, look up to and be discipled by yeah. the both of us. And yeah. so I think, too, like, that is something that, like, I feel like we are often told to, like, guard ourselves from, like, thinking of, like, that far into the future But if you're in the place where you're dating and considering marriage, like definitely I would say just like sit down and even like process with people around you of like, okay, this is so-and-so, like we're talking about this, like what do you think? And I think um, like be involved in the church, pull in your small group, pull in husbands and wives who are older than you and have them like come alongside you and evaluate. Like I think we went to like multiple people's houses for like dinner um and just like got to be around people and like have outside input yeah because I think too I feel like you're dating and 
like you just like keep to yourself all the time like no one else is going to be able to give um wise counsel um and so yeah 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 I think a point in Grayson and I's relationship where I just like sat down and was like I need to evaluate and just like separate feelings from logic and like what exactly I'm observing right now and for me that looked like I think we did over spring break I didn't see him and just like sat down for like consecutive hours and just like journaled like what do I know to be true about Grayson um what do I know that like Grayson wants for the future and Mm -hmm. just like saw like all these things aligned with what I desired for the future um and the characteristics that like I was clearly seeing were the characteristics that I had like prayed for and hoped yeah and like honestly had like doubted that the Lord could provide in somebody yeah um and all that to say like I think good premarital advice that we've been given through counseling is like you're you're seeing the best version of this person yes. right now and uh, as soon as you step into marriage you're only seeing like the messier version of that mm-hmm. person and the more sinful version of that person yeah. um but you want like absolute green lights to be stepping forward because um, yes. at no point should you feel rushed to make a decision yeah um and it is okay to have like yellow lights or pause yes. lights as you push through something mm-hmm. Um, I think that even goes into like something Matt and I talk to a lot about like dating and relationships is like you want to have conflict before you step into engagement like you want to like practice how it looks to be different and work through those differences because the reality is is you're never going to find a perfect husband or wife like that does not exist Mm -hmm. Um, only like the Lord is our perfect groom and um I think that's just a constant, like, I'm constantly reminded of, like, I will never be a perfect wife, Um, which is hard, which is really hard, but also there's so much grace in that, too, Um, and even with evaluating for marriage, remembering that, like, okay, like, my ultimate satisfaction will not be found in this person. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say scripture has to say about, like, the purpose of marriage? Yeah, I think in... Ephesians 5 was, like, kind of our, not, like, I don't want to say theme verse, but, like, we look to it a lot, like, in premarital counseling. Um, you even spoke about it at, um, we wanted you to speak about it at, like, my bridal shower, just to, like, speak truth to women in all different stages of life. Um, and I think even Freddie, Matt's best man, talked yeah. about it at the wedding. And so it just, like, it followed us everywhere, yeah. which I loved. Um, but Ephesians 5, um, I'm just going to glance over it real quick. But it talks just about what it looks like to model um, our relationship with um, Christ yeah. and what that looks like for a husband, what that looks like for a wife. And there's just, like, so many, like, beautiful parallels. Um, I'm just going to read it real quick. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. Now as a church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to everything and everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water and the word, um, with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Yeah. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And so it's just, like, beautiful. And I think, he, like, you have spoken to it a lot of just, like, 
there is freedom and safety in submission for a wife to be under like Mm -hmm. a husband who loves the Lord. And like when it comes to making decisions, like there is, it it feels good to know that like you're not responsible. You're not the only one responsible for making that decision. Yeah. But. And to know that like, because this is in God's design, like that's Mm -hmm. also where we're flourishing. So once y'all got engaged, um, that was about a six month season. Yeah, yeah. What what did you learn about Jesus, or how did you grow spiritually during that time? Yeah, I think I was challenged and I was stretched thin. I think, like looking back at the season of engagement, <laughs> like school is hard. I was pledge trainer for my org. Abby and I were sharing a room. Um, <laughs> Yeah, getting married in six months, it's it's a challenge too. And so I think I grew spiritually. The like I didn't. I guess it didn't look how I wanted it, or I always imagined it too. It didn't look how I imagined being engaged and mm-hmm. growing would be. I didn't have a lot of time, yeah. and so like I wasn't spending these like endless hours in the <laughs> Word and endless hours just yeah. in a closet praying. Like I. I was very, I was challenged to use every second of my day for his glory um, and to cling to scripture, even if it was like one verse, um, but to cling to that and let him be the sole provider of everything, of like my strength, um, the peace in my mind that like could not come from the world in that season. Um, And so, yeah, I think spiritually, was just pouring out and all I could do was rest in the Lord yeah. to be filled up. Um, and so, yeah, not like a totally radical spiritual jump, yeah. I would say, but I think it was just a very constant pursuit of the cross. Like mm-hmm. I just had this, like, I guess the wedding day was kind of like this end point And I was like, okay, that's just going to be a slow and steady um, journey to get to that point. Yeah. And I'm going to, rally people around me I'm gonna need a lot of help so there's a lot of humility in that um but yeah I think that pretty much sums it up yeah is there anything that you begin to better understand about Jesus's love for the church and his body by you becoming a bride and through that season of understanding marriage better yeah I think I realized heavily of just like I I'm not enough Like, I am not worthy of Jesus. And I think, (laughs) I remember now, I forgot about this, but there would be a lot of times, like, I would just ask Matt, like, why me? And when I would, like, have a hard day or I'd be down or discouraged, I would just be like, I am not, I'm not worthy to be your wife. Like, I'm not, I'm not good enough. There are so many, so many better girls out there that could be a better wife. And he would just be like, no, like I choose you, um, and I'm going to choose you daily. Um, and I think, I think that like parallels just so beautifully with the gospel and with God's love for us of like, we could never, ever bring enough to the table. There's nothing like in Isaiah, it says like, even our most righteous deeds are like filthy rags. Um, just because like, that is how good the Lord is. Um, but Jesus died so that we could be like what Ephesians 5 is saying, like holy and um, blameless and spotless. And just even that picture of like the wedding day 
um, and wearing a white dress, like getting to go wedding dress shopping. And that's something that like brought me a lot of anxiety. Um, but just always going back to like, this is a representation of being clothed by the blood of Jesus. And I do not deserve that. Like I do not deserve to wear his garments that he has put on me. Um, and so I think just like leading, like wedding dress shopping, being in premarital counseling, like really just wrestling with like, I don't feel good enough and I like never will be good enough. But like that, that is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like God chooses us in our messiest self. Um, and so I think that's something that like really stood out to me. Um, and now even on like the marriage side of it, I think like I've just seen, like you were saying, like I've seen my sin so much more. Like I am like even messier than I thought I could be um, in marriage. But yet like no matter how sinful I am, no matter how mean I am to Matt, no matter like what I say or do, like he will always love me yeah. and he will always choose me and he will never leave me um and just like that going back to the lord of like he will never leave us or forsake us like we are his and we are under a covenant um and there is just so much freedom and safety in that and so yeah 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 that's good well also during engagement um we know this but there's just a heavy emphasis on the wedding planning aspect yeah. and just the fact that you're planning the largest event that you've ever put on before. <laughs> yeah. Um, how would you say you practically fought the like desire and temptation to like put all your apples in one mm-hmm. basket um, for just planning the wedding and getting super fixated on that those tasks? Yeah, I knew before even being engaged that that would be hard for me. Yeah. I like naturally have a very I have a tendency to fixate on small things and like. I did. I struggled with that. And we've talked about the wedding dress before, but like just a lot of things came up where I would like put all my like anxiety and worries towards one thing. And I would be like, what if everyone hates how I look? And I'm like, at the end of the day, that does not matter. It does not matter. And so I think practically like Matt and I set the tone like day one of like, we are not going to let this thing, this thing of the Yes, it's such a beautiful thing from the Lord, um, but the worldly aspect of it, we're not going to let that reign over our hearts. And so I think we always emphasize, like, we're preparing for a marriage, not a wedding day. We're preparing for years and years of um, unity together, um, not just one day, eight hours, you know? And so practically like scripture that we clung to or at least I fought to just have written on my heart was Romans 12 um and it was actually the pledge verse that I picked for um as pledge trainer for my girls to memorize um and so yeah it great scripture for all of life but specifically with wedding planning it's just reminding me to be set apart, set apart from this world, be different, um, and do not be conformed to the world. I'll read it now, but Romans 12, it starts out saying, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So even right there, like, our lives are a sacrifice to God. And so with specifically wedding planning, it's like, okay, God, how can I sacrifice my life 
um, in this decision, in this planning, in this day? How can I sacrifice that to glorify you? Um, And then it goes on in verse 2 to say, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah, and it has a lot more good stuff in there, but I think that was my main goal, that like how I went about planning a wedding, how I went about engagement would look different from the unbeliever planning a wedding next to me. Um, And so I think too, like that really challenged us, even going way back to why are we getting married young? Why are we getting married in college? And again, like that's not, everyone's conviction or what the Lord wants for everyone but we were just like okay like we want to marriage is a big deal like this is a covenant under God and we want to just hold it with the utmost um I don't know what the word is honor honor yeah um and so clinging to Romans 12 being set apart and so I think practically just with like how we went about like budgeting even too, like we didn't want to flow a bunch of money that was just going to waste away the next day, you know? And so just being very strategic of where we were putting our money and time towards. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like deciding what your priorities are going to be. And I got to see like through you and Matt, there was a priority on like, hosting guests yeah and desiring mm-hmm. for like guests to have a quality meal mm-hmm. because they were coming from all over the country yeah um to come celebrate y'all and so got to see y'all honor guests in like a really neat way in that way mm-hmm. something else that each I guess like bride is to consider is like you know your own capacity and mm-hmm. like what will stress you out what is more honoring to God with yeah. your time and resources yeah. and like for you um, you did have a wedding planner. Yes. And that, like, Amen. saved you a lot of headaches over the course yeah. of that crazy six months. Yeah. Um, for others, like me, <laughs> I sort of thrive with, like, yeah. getting to have the freedom to, like, make decisions and not be on someone else's timeline. Yes. Um, but no. it's totally, you know your own timeline, you know your own capacity, you know what are stressors and what are excitement points. Yeah. Um, but I think you can't compare like side by side to anyone else because each person can handle different amounts too yeah and different support around them too um shout out evie morgan she (laughs) saved me (laughs) um yeah i i loved having a wedding planner i rave about it and i tell people it is a big budget thing um but i tell people like even if you i think i told you that like even if you have like a mom friend who is just staying at home, like, not working, and, like, would love to help you plan a wedding, look into that, because that is just, like, one more person to, yeah. like, make phone calls, look into websites, make appointments, um, and so I think, yeah, that was a big thing, because I, again, get fixated really easy on decisions, yeah. um, and so when it came down to, like, linens, instead of, like, spending hours and hours, like, researching, I would just be like, Evie, just pick. and like that for me was like more glorifying to the lord that like i could just like release the control aspect of wanting to make the perfect day yeah um and so yeah that was love debbie (laughs) and at the end of the day like having the perspective of like we'll still be married by the end of that day yeah if it 
poured rain and we didn't have a backup mm-hmm. plan. Even with COVID, we rain. talked about it of like, even if like everyone got sick and no one came to the wedding, We'd still we would still get married. <laughs> and like, I think that's the reality of a lot of people get so stressed out of like, oh my gosh, I've been putting all this money yeah. towards a day. Like, what if it doesn't happen? And that is a heart check towards yeah. like, okay, like what are you valuing? Like, yeah. What are you putting? Why are you putting money towards this? Yeah. Um, because if it was taken away, like, would you be just so devastated and heartbroken that you lost all this money? Um, and so I think that too is like a very healthy reminder of like we are putting our money towards this to a first and foremost glorify the Lord. Like we want people to experience God at the wedding day and remove any discomfort, yeah. remove any distraction from that happening. And then two, like, yeah, it's about it's about the marriage, yeah. and it's a celebration of what's to come, the marriage. Um, and so, yeah, I think, yeah, money is hard. Money is a hard situation. Everyone's situation will look different, but like, there are so many ways that we can glorify the Lord with that. Yeah. Well, and even Matthew six saying like, uh, "Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where mm-hmm. moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal." But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be Mm -hmm. also. And that can be taken in the context of, like, wanting to squander your money. That's also, like, laying it, laying for yourself treasures on earth. Mm -hmm. Or, like, blowing it and putting it all into a money, or all into a wedding. And Mm -hmm. um, that also could be investing into the earth, which is going to, like, the day will be done the next day. Yes. And I think, too, it, like, having... Matt and I, like, really, really tried to guard our heart. Um, and I think doing that, like, we were blown away by our wedding. And I think that was just such a sweet gift of the Lord that, like, we were... We loved our wedding day. Like, all this to say, like, all... Like, not focusing on the wedding day allowed us to enjoy it even more. Mm-hmm. And we were just so surprised. We loved every moment of it. The best part was just, like, being with all of our friends and family from everywhere. But I think that allowed us to be more present and just enjoy um, the gift of having like a wedding day like that. Um, Another thing I just thought of too, that like for me, I was personally convicted of is like I, every part of me wanted to like post and like um, just like tell everyone, tell the whole world that I was married. But I know that like for me, I get fixated on like Instagram likes or what people think of me Mm -hmm. or who's following me, who's seeing that, this stuff. And so for me, like Matt and I both decided, I'm pretty sure early on in the engagement season that we were both kind of just gonna take a step away from social media. Um, And so, yeah, it was just, something sweet that we got to enjoy with the people right around us Mm -hmm. um and so that has even come into like marriage too that we have like still decided to do that but I think that goes hand in hand with like laying like laying yourself down humbling yourself and remembering like it's not about me it's not about what I look like or what I'm wearing or like the bridesmaid's dresses or like the bridesmaid gifts or any of it what other people are gonna think it's it's about glorifying the Lord. Um, and I can't think of the verse off the top of my head, but like for my trying to please man or glorify the Lord because I cannot do both. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was like something we clung to a lot of just like, 
we're not doing this for ourselves. I even remember before deciding to get married and like step into engagement, I remember praying to the Lord of like, God, I don't want this to be because of my own desire. Like, yes, every part of my like 10 year old self would love to say that like, we get to get married now and plan a wedding. But I just remember being like, God, let this be your desire. and your you are doing not like my own and so like would it not be about me yeah yeah what would you say are ways that you practically made the wedding day christ-centered yeah i think it all started with um jonathan brooks he was uh, our officiant and that's who we did our premarital premarital counseling with and we were just told him like day one we're like we want what you say to be like as explicitly gospel as it can we want you to like speak the word speak truth um because there are a lot of um unbelievers in our family um who would be coming to the wedding and so we were just like we want we don't want it to be like a lovey-dovey sappy um wedding ceremony we want it to just be truth yeah and so i think it started there um it also just started with like praying like day one again praying for the hearts of the people who'd be coming that it would be a picture of the gospel that people would enjoy their time but that they would see the lord that they would feel um the presence of the holy spirit there um and encounter um the lord and so yeah i think prayer um being i loved planning um the songs that i chose for the ceremony like what i would walk down the aisle to um that was just a sweet way that the lord gave me to like also be praying over the people hearing those songs and like listening to lyrics of truth um and so yeah i think the ceremony um the gospel scripture songs well and i think what we talked about is like bringing scripture in like throughout the whole process Mm -hmm. of like at the bridal shower like that there should be no point in celebrating marriage that like can be fully separated from Christ and I know like with me even wedding dress shopping last week like sat and like meditated on what the Mm -hmm. word has to say like why am I buying a white dress like what's the point of that um and just like going into each thing inviting the Lord in praying Mm -hmm. like just fully expecting that he is going to show up um because he doesn't leave us but um I think praying for like our eyes and hearts to be softened to be able to see and witness where he is because we know he's there um but yeah just inviting him into like each of those steps of showers and honeymoon planning and wedding day planning and um getting ready that morning Mm -hmm. all of the things that it would be easy to separate it from christ but that's really all it's about (laughs) that even reminds me i remember the girl who she was doing my hair we were i think we were just like in our pjs drinking coffee, getting our hair and makeup done. And she was just like, I love you guys. Like, this is so different from like normal weddings I do. And at first I was like, oh, like, is that weird? Like, am I doing it wrong? But like, at the end of the day, like, that is what we want. And she was like, the last wedding I did, they were like blaring rap music and like already drinking and like all that stuff. And so it's like, okay, it is a whole day thing. And even like, what you would think is unseen by people yeah. is seen, you know, just by the two people who were in there to witness, like, us getting ready. Um, well, I think what, what the fruits that we got to see from that was, like, 
that day was marked by peace. Yes. Like everybody, most of us had never been bridesmaids before, but we Mm -hmm. were just like, this is so much calmer than we ever would have expected to like see a bride Mm -hmm. as she's like about to go (laughs) get married. And it was like so calm and it was just like, okay, we're going downstairs now. Okay, we're lining up. Yeah. Um, And yes, like there's so much emotion happening in you at that time, but um, to just like be marked with a piece of you've, Part of, like, engagement is, like, a season of preparation. Like, you mm-hmm. have prepared in the details. You've prepared yeah. for knowing that on a deeper <laughs> level. You've prepared for where you're moving into mm-hmm. and all of those details to just be, like, at peace and ready to celebrate yeah. the actual union of you two. And that also prevents, like, bridezilla moments when yeah. things do go wrong because it's not, like, if they're going to go wrong, it's when they go wrong. And I just remember... <laughs> Like, it was the coldest day of the year. Yeah. <laughs> we had not planned on that. I think it was it was so windy, like, so we couldn't take pictures outside. Um, the, like, door broke. Yeah. Or the lamp, the yeah. light broke. To the chapel, we opened the door, and it just, like, shattered. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we can laugh at that in the moment. It's yeah. not like we're going to laugh about it. Yeah. Only later. It's like the event coordinator be... in me hates that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It was fun. But it's like, okay, when you've been preparing in a way that is glorifying the Lord, yeah. when you have those moments, it's going to be like, okay, I know that, yeah. yes, that's not ideal that this is going to break <laughs> before I go down the aisle, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And even my veil tearing yeah. <laughs> and that, all of that, a lot of things happen that were not planned. Yeah. Like my dress was altered very poorly. <laughs> um, it was too short. Um, and there were tears. Yes, I have to say that. But I still got married. You did. And I loved my dress. Yes. It looked... And it looked awesome in pictures. <laughs> That's really true. I guess just to close, what like prayers did you see answered or just like praises looking back on that season and wedding day? Yeah, biggest one was just my family and going back to where we started of like the Lord even allowing us to. I think even now Matt and I are still like we're 11 months into marriage and we're still like we cannot believe that we're here we cannot believe that like the lord is so kindly like allowed us to be in this place of life um i think day of what you're talking about with peace and like a lot of people even after the wedding kept coming to us of like we felt we experienced the lord like it was just so evident that like your marriage was centered on Christ and it was like okay that is exactly what we wanted and that is the best compliment anyone can give you from your wedding day not like how the food was not how the music or the dancing was or whatever it's just like the Lord was present and the Lord was glorified um more prayers um there was like a lot of family reconciliation that happened Mm. I was really worried um my parents are divorced and so I was like very anxious about what that would look like day of um but the Lord just provided and there was peace and it happened um yeah I think again another prayer request was like removal of expectations of like what the day would look like um setting aside the perfectionism in myself um of my flesh another prayer I saw answered within engagement was that like my last months of singleness would be just poured out for the lord and i think just like as pledge trainer like my time was taken but taken for the glory of the lord and so i think that was like a very 
tangible way for me to be able to disciple um, and lead by example and just use the time that I would have being single rather than married to pour out to girls that are my age and younger. It's just really neat to see that you you kind of presenting your desires and requests before God and yeah. actually seeing him like bless those desires mm-hmm. and um, you two come together in alignment of wanting the same thing and ultimately like for God to be the one that's glorified through it. Um, yeah. And I think both you and Matt realizing that yes, you could have stayed single through all of college mm-hmm. and probably continued of discipling and um, but yet you believe that like by being married you would actually be like more effective disciple makers yeah. within the college circle, within your church, within mm-hmm. your community groups. Um, and truly getting to that point of realizing like I would be better like doing yes. life closer to Matt and like not having to just like date him mm-hmm. um, and actually be further sanctified by having a spouse to do life with. And that I'm sure that does not come easily. Like mm-hmm. you are being sanctified more so than the person that's dating. <laughs> um, and But it's just neat to see that, like, ultimately both of y'all still are effective disciple makers. Yeah. Participating in the church, you've not been removed from community. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't this, like, isolating decision to go get married. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're an example of doing marriage on display for those around to see and not removing yourself from community, but mm-hmm. continuing to dive in, but just together. Yeah. And actually, I wanted to share, like, something in engagement that I was processing a lot was Proverbs, like, 31, your classic, like, wife excerpt. (laughs) Proverbs 31.10, it says, Who can find a wife of noble character? She is far more precious than jewels. Um, And just processing this idea that, like, I'm not going to become better once I'm a wife. I think, like, all around us, it's this, like, dream to be married Um, and become a wife and it's just kind of idolized on this pedestal um but like all throughout scripture like it is just pointing to the fact that like you don't become this awesome christian you don't become this awesome christian once you become a wife like you become the character of a wife and you're constantly becoming you're constantly being sanctified to be the bride of christ like we there's never going to be not going to be room for sanctification until we're standing before the lord and the throne so thank you so much for sharing can i pray for you yeah sweet Mm -hmm. father i just thank you so much for um just your goodness and your consistency and the way that you choose marriage to be just a display of your love for us um your body in the church um god i just thank you for cameron and the testimony that she has to share Um, of just evaluating a man after your own heart. God, I pray that you would just continue to bless their marriage, continue to sanctify Cameron and Matt, um, and just pray that this episode would just be used, God, for your glory, um, to help those around us be able to critically evaluate what is the most glorifying to you um, decision for their singleness, dating, engagement, or marriage. Um, God, we just invite you in, just pray that you... And your voice would just be clear, God, that you would silence distractions um, and just allow us to fix our eyes on what truly matters. Um, God, we just love you and we 
um, just can't praise you enough for what you're doing. Uh, Lord, we love you, and it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Cameron. Uh,